Welcome to the December 4th, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com Daily Podcast, where we cover the biggest stories of Bitcoin, blockchain, and cryptocurrency every single day. You could count on us being here. This is your host, Space Marine, live from another dimension. Jumping right into the market analysis. Bitcoin has crawled back above that $4,000 level. It's near 4020 on Bitstamp, and this is recorded in near the middle of the day in the United States on the 4th. So we have a long day ahead of us, but yes, Bitcoin has crawled back above 4000 and it looks like generally an up day. The markets have been rallying a bit today. Uh, Bitcoin was as low as 37.30 just after midnight. So there was a little crash, very slight after midnight, because the previous day Bitcoin was trading between $3,900 and like $3,800, and then it went down to 37.30. And then that crash, led right into a rally so it wasn't really a crash i think the little drop in price after midnight and then the subsequent huge green candle so today for the second day of hanukkah we have a green candle remember yesterday was the first day of hanukkah we had the red candle now we have the green candle got to get all those colors in that's all the colors we have though in the charts if you know what i'm talking about so green candle represents like a big rally i mean the candles can be little too there's just constant candles when you look at bitcoinwisdom.com which is the best way to look at bitcoin's price but there's a big green candle. Right after midnight, it dropped. There was a decent red candle, then a much bigger green candle, and then it kept rallying. And Bitcoin's price went as high as 4,035, like maybe minutes ago, like 10 minutes ago. And overall, it looks like Bitcoin might keep rallying today. Like I've looked, I have a lot of experience looking at these charts, and I kind of have instincts now that just like I can't even really explain why I think certain things, but the, the instincts are usually right. For like a really short-term basis and i think bitcoin might go up today probably to 4200 and beyond but that's just my speculation so bitcoin's market cap has crawled back up over 70 billion dollars it's approaching 71 billion dollars it's more like 70 billion right now though that's better than it was i believe like a show a couple days ago based on my photographic memory it was 65 billion so you know we've gained a decent amount of bitcoin market cap the overall cryptocurrency market cap is up to $131 billion. So Bitcoin still has that dominance over the market cap. Bitcoin's at 53.9% dominance, which means um, implicitly or explicitly, actually, 46.1% of the market cap is altcoins, and then 53.9% is Bitcoin. So whenever Bitcoin goes up, most of the altcoins go up, but not all of them. So we're going to go into that right now. Ripple is at 36 cents it seems like it's been at 36 cents for at least a day or two now 14.5 billion dollar market cap ethereum is at 113 dollars and it's been at that number like at least on one of the past shows recently so it's not really different because yeah the market kind of dropped like a day or two ago and now it's like at the same level as it was probably on december 3rd actually so it's december 4th and on december 3rd it was at this level probably when i recorded the show so it yeah the market went up but it doesn't seem much different than the past show this uh, market analysis stellar uh went up a little bit it's back towards the three billion dollar level a little below three billion market cap it's at 15.4 cents Stellar's kind of like ripple's brother or cousin or something they're pretty similar I think Stellar might be just a little more popular among the crypto enthusiasts, though, because Ripple just kind of has a reputation for having an extremely centralized supply. And Stellar's really centralized supply, too, but Stellar's just more popular, as far as I can tell in the communities. 
But yeah, Ripple's definitely had a stellar. So Ripple has a fourteen and a half billion dollar market cap, and Stellar has a three billion dollar market cap. So Ripple's much more global. Bitcoin Cash is down today. So this has kind of been the trend with Bitcoin Cash ever since that fork on November fourteenth. For now, we're almost like twenty days past the fork, almost three weeks past the fork. Before the fork, Bitcoin Cash was at like $600, maybe $550. Now it's at $156. But of course, Bitcoin Cash split into two. Both versions of Bitcoin Cash are down today, but not that much for Bitcoin SV. Bitcoin SV is at $93, $1.6 billion market cap. Bitcoin Cash ABC, which is now just Bitcoin Cash, according to like all the exchanges and coin market cap, is at $2.7 billion. Both of them are altcoins, though. So they call it, they have Bitcoin in the name, but they are not Bitcoin. They are altcoins, definitely. And the fate of them is unknown. Like, honestly, Bitcoin SV could just have a really good week one week. Or Craig Wright could be like, I'm selling my 1 million Bitcoins to buy in Bitcoin SV. And, yeah, Bitcoin SV could surpass Bitcoin Cash's market cap at some point. And I've been looking at the trading volume for these, and Bitcoin SV usually has higher trading volume, but right now they're about the same. So $78 million of trading volume for Bitcoin Cash, ABC, and $70 million for Bitcoin SV. And often Bitcoin SV has higher trading volume, which indicates more speculative activity. It doesn't really indicate transaction volume, to be honest. EOS, we've talked about this on many of the best shows. Whenever the price of Bitcoin crypto goes up, EOS goes up less. And when it goes down, it goes down more. And overall, it's just been sliding down the ranks. Well, today, Bitcoin is up. Bitcoin is definitely up today, almost 3%. But EOS is down over 4%. EOS is down to a $2.35 billion market cap. EOS is now behind Bitcoin Cash. It's in number six place. And I believe that's a new development. So Stellar and EOS were fighting for a while for like number five. And now Stellar's in number four. Bitcoin Cash is in number five. EOS is number six. So EOS just continues to shed money out of its market cap. It's at $2.60, $2.35 billion market cap. The next one that could take down EOS is Litecoin, but that might take some time to happen. It could happen any day, though, because the cryptocurrency markets are so volatile that Litecoin could have a good day and EOS could have a bad day, and that would be all there is to it because Litecoin's only $450 million behind EOS. And that would be pretty big news if Litecoin passed EOS. And Litecoin is up today. So Bitcoin and Litecoin have an intimate, close relationship because Litecoin's like the number one script coin. It's the king of the script coins. The script is a version of the mining algorithm for proof of work. That makes it better for like... Well, it used to be better for GPUs and CPUs mining, but now there's a lot of ASICs for Litecoin just like there is for Bitcoin. But it's still the king of script and the kings of SHA-256, which is Bitcoin, the king of script Litecoin, often have similar market behavior. Litecoin is an altcoin low, so usually when the price of everything goes down, Litecoin goes down more. That's just the way it is for altcoins in general. And then among the altcoins, like I'm saying, like the altcoins go down a certain amount, EOS goes down even more. So that's just kind of all the relationships that have been happening. And I've done like, I think almost 150 episodes of the show. So I've been watching this every day. And that's really what happens. And so Tether is stable. Tether is at 99.7 cents. So that means there might be like one exchange, maybe like Kraken that's at 99 cents and then the rest of them are at a dollar. So Tether has regained its stability. It is now definitely a stable coin, $1.85 billion market cap. And it used to be $2.8 billion before it had all those issues. It started in early October when Tether and Bitfinex lost their bank because Tether and Bitfinex are like almost the same people running it. They have the same bank generally. And now Tether's out of Deltec Bank in the Bahamas, which is what Bitfinex 
is using too. Deltec Bank must be doing so good. They're handling all Bitfinex's volume, which is like the biggest Bitcoin to USD exchange in the world, and Tether, which is the biggest stablecoin. Like Tether definitely has the number two volume every single day. Like Bitcoin has $5 billion of volume on the spot market, and Tether has like $3.3 billion. Well, to be exact, Bitcoin has $5.3 billion of volume on the spot market. Tether's at $3.3 billion. And that's just kind of how it is. Tether's usually around $3 billion. Bitcoin's around $5 billion recently in the current market conditions. Moving down the list, Cardano and Tron are two initial coin offerings that have become major cryptocurrencies. So Cardano and Tron have both moved above $1 billion again. And that's a decent news story right there. So Cardano and Tron, well, Cardano, I think, held above a billion, but Tron definitely fell below. But Tron's up 8% today. It's back over a billion dollar market cap. And Cardano's up not very much, but it was over a billion dollar market cap already. So Tron's having a really good day. And Tron acquired BitTorrent, which was like the biggest torrenting service in the past. And it's still decent sized. And now that they have a relationship with Tron, they can like integrate blockchain activities. Monero is up almost 5% today. It's up, but that only brings it to $58.70. Not that long ago, Monero was at like $120. So, but Monero, due to this increase today, is approaching that $1 billion level. Monero is at $976 million market cap. So Monero might go over a billion, which is just a little low. Because like I said, I was looking at the Bitcoin charts. It looks like it's probably going to go up some more. So I think Monero will pop over a billion dollar market cap today. And Monero is the number one privacy coin. Bitcoin is pseudo-anonymous, but everything's on the public blockchain, viewable for anyone. Monero, like literally you can't view transactions because they have like burnable private addresses sort of thing. IOTA, the number one directed acyclic graph coin. And there's definitely a need for directed acyclic graphs, so IOTA is a major cryptocurrency because directed acyclic graphs could store lots of data versus a normal blockchain because you only need like two peers to like send a transaction or store data. So you don't have to download the whole blockchain with IOTA. It's more efficient, more energy efficient too. And so IOTA's up 3% today. It's nearing $800 million market cap. IOTA was solidly above a billion for a while, but it's been below a billion for a while too in recent memory. IOTA is near 29 cents. Dash is the number one X11 cryptocurrency. And like I said, Bitcoin's pseudo-anonymous. Monero is like totally anonymous. And Dash is like somewhere more towards totally anonymous. Because Dash has master nodes. And it, Dash used to be Darkcoin. But it changed, it rebranded to Dash. But it has master nodes where it's like you mix the coin. So you send your Dash in to another person. But it mixes through the master nodes. And I believe everything is on a public blockchain. But it's just so mixed. It would be really hard to trace Dash. But I'm sure some blockchain forensics firms have traced Dash. Like they figured out how to trace it. But it's very... Like a normal person could not trace a Dash transaction. Making it pretty anonymous. But... Monero had to bring it to the next level because blockchain forensics firms that track your transactions got really advanced. So they had to make it totally, just absolutely cryptographically anonymous, which is actually kind of harsh for users because you can't look at transactions that well. I think you could look at your transactions, but it's like really impossible to know where it came from. And yeah, anyone else can't even see it. So Monero is way more anonymous. Bitcoin's pseudo anonymous, not that anonymous. You know, you could still use Bitcoin anonymously, by the way. Like, you could just use a virtual private network and then change your address every time. And that's pretty much almost totally anonymous. But Monero's like, no, we got to be totally, totally anonymous because of the blockchain forensics firms. And then Dash is, like, in between Monero and Bitcoin in anonymity. So Dash is the number one X11. And X11 is also a mining algorithm that's a different 
breed. It's like better for GPUs, from what I remember. But I think they have X11 ASICs now. So it might just be another ASIC mining situation. Because pretty much any algorithm you have, if it gets a popular enough, like if the coin gets popular enough, they can create an ASIC for it. That's been pretty much the rule of thumb here. I could keep going down the list. Ethereum Classic is down there. It's just a fork of Ethereum that happened when they lost their development fund. And Ethereum Classic is like, nah, we're not going to reverse the blockchain. Because Ethereum reversed their blockchain to get their development fund back because someone hacked it. But Ethereum Classic said, nope, we, we are immutable. We're not doing that. But really, they're not that major of a cryptocurrency. They're around a $500 million market cap though. So I guess they are a major cryptocurrency, but it's like not that different than Ethereum. It was just like one event that happened that they disagreed with in Ethereum's history. Zcash was just added to Coinbase, so that's at number 19. And Zcash rallied a bit when it was added to Coinbase, but it already lost that. Well, I see it's rallying again today, so Zcash is up 8% today. But when it was added to Coinbase, it was higher, and now it's already back to where it was before it was added. So Coinbase used to have like a pretty big effect when a cryptocurrency was added. Like a cryptocurrency would go up long term. But then again, we're talking about like Litecoin, Ethereum, Ethereum Classic. Like these were added to Coinbase, and there was a long term jump in price like a long-term sustained rise in price but nowadays like they've been adding a lot more coins in the past month for two or three and it's been progressively getting towards like yeah there's a rally when a coin is added to coinbase but then the rally dissipates pretty quick so that's what happened to zcash and zcash is like monero it's a privacy coin and by the way because zcash was added to coinbase the government issued some sort of announcement i didn't look too much into it but i saw it flash across the headlines yeah the government's now trying to like break through the cryptography somehow or the system of Zcash and Monero and try to figure out how do we trace privacy coins because now a lot of people in the United States are going to have privacy coins because Zcash was added to Coinbase. So Coinbase took a major step there to increase the anonymity of their users. If they allow Zcash withdrawals, that's not guaranteed. Like There's been coins on Coinbase that haven't been allowed to be withdrawn. That's happened. I think Ethereum Classic was like that until recently. Or no, one of them was. But yeah, just because Zcash is on Coinbase for trading and investing doesn't mean you go withdraw it. So I would have to look into that. But if they allow withdrawals, that would drastically increase the anonymity of United States crypto users. And then Dogecoin is down there at number 22. And I love Dogecoin. It's up 8% today. So Dogecoin, just like US, goes down more than other coins when it goes down and down, up less when it goes up. I'm talking about the market. When the market goes up, US goes up less. Well, Dogecoin has been like going up more than the market and going down less on days when it goes down. So, Dogecoin's like the opposite of EOS and behavior on the market. Dogecoin's at a $275 million market cap right now. And Dogecoin's going to be around long term because they have that Reddit Dogecoin community and all the other Dogecoin communities that are so friendly and tipping each other. So, and I guess I could just go a little further down the list because why not? So, 0x basic attachment token were recently added to Coinbase, and even though today's an up day, they're not going up that much. And I believe I'm going to end the market analysis at this. I guess I can mention the other stable coins. True USD and Paxa Standard and USD coin all have less than a $200 million market cap, and they have not been rising that quickly. The only one that's actually going up significantly is Paxa Standard. So, Paxa Standard's a different sort of stable coin that's way more decentralized. Than Tether. So I think Paxos Standard actually has the biggest potential. So everyone would say, no, USD coins made by Coinbase and Circle, that's going to go up. Well, now that Tether's stabilized, the decentralization of Paxos is what makes it unique versus Tether. And I think Paxos will go up above true USD. It's already above USD coin and market cap, just by a little, though. But I think Paxos Standard will be like the second biggest stable coin. That's my call.
it doesn't really matter. You can't invest in Paxos or USD coin or Tether or True USD. You can't invest in them. They're supposed to be at $1, but people do buy them and use them. So it's not like something you could invest in. So that's not even investment advice because you can't invest in stable coins. Now for our only story of the day, but it's a very important story. The Bitcoin mining difficulty has seen its biggest decline by magnitude in history. And, uh, and as far as percentage goes, the Bitcoin mining di difficulty declined by more than 15%, which is the biggest difficulty decline sin seen since 2011. It's actually the second biggest percentage difficulty decline ever. The one in 2011, November 2011, Bitcoin's difficulty declined by 18%. This time it was just over 15%. So we have not seen a difficulty decline like this since 2011. And that is because the hash rate of Bitcoin has rapidly dropped off. It hit a high of 62x hash per second on August 26, and now it's down to 32x hash per second. So this indicates implicitly that 30 exahash per second of Bitcoin mining rigs, and that's like billions, like tens of billions of dollars of Bitcoin mining rigs, have been shut off because they're no longer profitable. That means the electricity cost for these rigs is more than the Bitcoin mining revenue that they receive. So this is a big change in the industry. Before, there was an exponential increase in Bitcoin mining from megahash per second to gigahash per second to terahash per second, to petahash per second, to exahash per second, and then we got up to 62 exahash per second. It was exponentially increasing. And then it leveled off for a while. For like a couple months, it was kind of level. But now that I look at the chart, it didn't really level off. It's like a peak oil situation. So when you look at peak oil, uh, the peak oil is happening on a global scale, but on an individual scale in oil fields, like in the North Sea, they've already hit peak oil. And this looks just like the North Sea peak oil chart. Basically, when the maximum extraction of oil is reached, uh, it peaks and then it starts falling. That's all there is to it, really. And there's a lot of economic theory attached to that. And I think Bitcoin's like a really rapid version of peak oil because the maximum amount of money you can make by extracting Bitcoin has been reached. And we're seeing the response in the Bitcoin mining charts. So before it looked like it plateaued, but it didn't really plateau. It went exponentially up. And then it curved off, and now it's dropping pretty fast. It's not an exponential drop, but on so, but it's pretty d straight down linearly drop. But it's a curve. It's a nice curve, like a peak oil curve on the Bitcoin mining chart. You can look at my article that's gonna be published soon on BitcoinNews.com uh, about the fall in Bitcoin mining difficulty. And so let me just explain Bitcoin mining difficulty. So. The mining difficulties readjusted every 2016 blocks because, and that's about every two weeks, and that's to keep Bitcoin's block time at 10 minutes, 600 seconds. Because if the Bitcoin mining difficulty goes up like it has been for like years and years and years, uh, the block time gets shorter and shorter. So if they didn't adjust Bitcoin mining difficulty, because Bitcoin mining difficulty, the higher it is, the more difficult it is to mine Bitcoin. That's why it's called difficulty. And... So if they didn't adjust difficulty, the block time would have got down to like one second. It would have been literally one second between blocks because the Bitcoin mining hash rate rose so fast. And then all the Bitcoins in the world would have been mined. And we would already be at 21 million Bitcoins easily. That would have happened a while ago if there was no difficulty readjustments. And that would have caused a rapid inflation of the Bitcoin supply. That would have, which would have caused strong downward pressure on Bitcoin's price, which is bad. But the worst thing is that the Bitcoin mining industry would just have transaction fees to subsist off of. And it wouldn't be the same industry as we know it today. It would just be really weak. 
we'd probably have maybe one exash per second or less uh, mining Bitcoin for the fees. Because if you just had the fees, the Bitcoin mining profitability would be way, way less than it is. And that would mean the Bitcoin network would be very not secure because the hash rate would be low. And then anyone could actually buy some hash rate that doesn't like Bitcoin and like fork the blockchain and change Bitcoin's rules and stuff. So Satoshi Nakamoto in implemented bi-weekly Bitcoin mining difficulty adjustments to keep the block time at 10 minutes, 600 seconds. Uh, because the block time controls the rate of mining and the rate of increase of Bitcoin supply. And it keeps mining going for like a long time. Mining's not going to end at all. Like there will be block rewards until 2140. About there. It kind of depends. It might be a year or two off from like 2142 or something like that. So, and just to prove the point. So when Bitcoin mining hash rate goes down like it has been, the block time goes up. And that's not good either because then you have a slower Bitcoin network than usual. So the, the Bitcoin network got slower than usual this past week. The block time peaked at 700 seconds, almost 12 minutes. So the block time was about 12 minutes instead of being 10 minutes right before this difficulty readjustment took effect. So just to go over that uh, briefly and concisely, if the mining hash rate goes up, the mining difficulty must go up to ensure that block times don't get smaller and smaller, which would cause mining to happen too quickly, which would have a strong downward pressure on Bitcoin's price and, make, and it would cause mining to end a lot sooner than it should. And then if Bitcoin mining hash rate goes down, difficulty goes down. And that's good because otherwise the Bitcoin blocks would take longer and longer to mine. And that would cause the network to get very slow, which is not good for transactions. So that's where we are now. Bitcoin's mining hash rate has gone down a lot, like almost 50% from its peak. And the mining difficulty is down 20% in the past month or so, actually. And yeah, that's where we stand. And it will take an increase in Bitcoin's price to make that mining uh, hash rate to go up. But there's like 30x hash per second of rigs sitting there idle. So if the price of Bitcoin goes up, we would quickly see a rise in Bitcoin's mining hash rate. So it looks like peak oil, the chart does. But it's a little different because Bitcoin's price could simply go up. And Bitcoin's a lot more volatile than oil's price. So Bitcoin's price could go up in its volatile fashion and go up a lot. And then we would see all the rigs come back on online and then new rigs would start being added so this is probably not the end and it's probably not going to be the highest bitcoin goes i think bitcoin will exceed 62x hash per second at some point in the future that's all we have for you today on this december 4th 2018 edition of the bitcoinnews.com daily podcast come back tomorrow for another exciting episode and go to bitcoinnews.com 24 7 for the full spectrum of bitcoin blockchain and cryptocurrency analysis this is your host space marine signing out gonna stay in another dimension